What's going on? How you doing? Can you believe that we made it to 300 broadcasts? I sure don't. I thought I would have killed myself way before now. I thought you guys would have tuned out. I thought the earth would have crashed into the sun. It didn't happen. And we're here. And I'm feeling good about it. I got my partner across from me, Mr. Brett. Hi. He's he's here. He's he's feeling good. I'm feeling good. And we got the San Diego Hammer, Mr. Joey Avery. Yeah. Hey, Vince, you could still kill yourself. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, he makes a good point. Um, this podcast is sponsored by $5 Patreon donor uh, known as Skillet Bread. Mm. It sounds delicious. Yeah, sold. I don't know if that's a family name. Um, we got Brandon Wardell coming on a little later. We're doing a comedy show in LA next week, and we got Justin Halpern coming back. What a delight! Yeah, I feel good about it. Feel good about a lot of things. Well, not a lot of things. No, almost all the other stuff is bad. Podcast yeah, 300 is a fun surprise. Everything, everything is bad. else is bad. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, like last week. Now we'll get to we'll get to NPR tales from NPR in a second. I guess first we'll go to our buddy Brandon Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. Mm. And I really wish Matt Lieb was here to do his Stephen Jenkins impression. He is like the uh, animal handler for Stephen Jenkins. <laughs> He's, when they bring him on the late night show, it's Matt Lieb with the big old glove. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that Stephen Jenkins tweeted Matt Lieb? Oh really? The, Today? They're, they're no, real... it was about the it was about the Warriors. I forget what it, I'll pull it up and mention it. They, when the I mean, they sort gone. of know each other. Yeah, they're oh really? They're yeah. not far from being pals. I think that if they saw each other at a party, they'd get one of those they'd little get a head nod, little, little, little nod, little. Oh, that's awesome! Not a high I five would or anything. Love a nod but, from Stephen Jenkins. He's yeah. great. So Stephen Jenkins and I don't. I'm unclear on whether why does he spell it Stephen if it's Stephen? It's Can we get like not a, up to him. You, Can we get like a fucking uh, a universal spelling on Steven? We don't need... Like, I mean, that's, that's a bigger task than... That's going to be like broadcast what do you want? 600. More government regulation? I mean, when it comes to names, I kind of do. I kind of think <laughs> it's fair. great. Like in uh, Czech Republic, you apparently... You get a number. Well, you don't get a number, but like every day there's like 10, 10 people have like their name day on a certain day and they're all like saints and stuff. And uh, if your name's not on the calendar, you have to get official approval for the gover- the government to name your kid that. Would you say the Republic has to check? Oh, because <laughs> it's... Exactly. Because... Yeah. Like oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah, you backwordified. That, yeah. 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 It was a, that, was a, that was a nup. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's a good idea. Anyway. Um, so, Stephen Jenkins, Third Eye Blind, playing at the Republican National Convention. Mm-hmm. And he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of um, just real happy articles about him trolling the Republican National Convention, not playing any of their hits, and and so here I got a little clip of it, and I already see Brett's face. I won't even I won't even jump in with my opinion because I already feel like I know where Brett's going with it. Fully like my cousins who are gay into the American fabric. To love this song is to take into your heart the message. And to actually, actually have a feeling to arrive and move forward and not live your life in fear and imposing that fear on other people. 
So he's he's apparently jumper is about his gay cousin who is committing suicide. And what do they mean songs nobody knew? Everybody knows jumper. Well, that's I the one to... hit that they played. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, I didn't mean to inter- I didn't mean to interrupt you like that. Yeah, no, it's okay. I was just gonna tell a ridiculous story about how when I was on the high school baseball team before the games, we used to wrap our arms around each other and sing an acapella version of jumper. Mm-hmm. That's great. And that's how I we think everyone's got some some yeah. version well, of the, what happens yeah. when you let me be the fucking. Team captain. Well, nothing, yeah, there it is. <laughs> nothing pumps you up like the thought of Stephen Jenkins' gay cousin maybe committing suicide. I didn't know what it was about. I yeah. just knew the words. He just—it was a nice song. He wants to help, yeah. you know. So Bring on the it. one hand, like I kind of respect Stephen Jenkins for going up there and being, being like, "All right, here's what this song's actually about." So if you want to bop your heads along to it, yeah, here's what's about. On the other hand, it's well. Pretty- it's pretty clear what it's about. Did anyone not know? I, I didn't know. I never paid attention. It was about it. suicide, but yeah. he doesn't specifically say like, you know, because you're gay. I didn't know it was about the horrors of homophobia. Yeah, we cut cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. Yeah, okay, I so, don't like read into lyrics. I just kind of know them. <laughs> I'm a sound spiritually. Guy. Yeah, yeah I'm in a my flesh, yeah. I, I absorb them and they become part of me. And I don't really think about what they're shaped like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I respect him going up there and just having balls and and yeah, just yeah, taking yeah. the gig and be yeah. like, all right, fuck you. I'm I like the do idea. The I execution. like the execution. But so I don't know. Wait, what, what did you think I was gonna say? Okay, is there a way to do this without sa- sounding like a total smug asshole? Like no, I don't. It's your like, voice and your way? face. No, it's not, the, not oh, like you, it's not the, me yeah. personally. It's the way your <laughs> mouth is shaped. Maybe. No, I meant Stephen like, Jenkins. But oh. this is getting real personal now. Oh, okay. I thought you're. Go ahead. But me personally, I mean, I do identify with wanting to know how you can, um, you know, counter. It's kind of hard to argue with the Republican National Convention because they have like a, they have a platform that's like, you know, basically from 50 years ago and you want to argue it, but it's like, how do you argue shit that, it feels like we've already won the argument. So it feels like just beating, there's no way to not do it. There's no way to do it without seeming smug. It's my. Yeah. I'm, I'm over the whole trying to be better. Or the take the high road. That just shit doesn't work. Like you need to you need to start scrapping it up. And I appreciate that he did this, but I feel like it's a half troll. Where it's like, don't play jumper. Don't play. Don't like. Don't make a statement for other. I mean, it worked obviously because the the lib blogs are freaking well, out. It over worked, it. but for like us, it worked just, for us. Like we're all jerking each other off over it. But, but I, is that gonna like? I mean, is that gonna change anyone's no, but mind? Like, go the all the go all the convention? way and just like play like the. A theme song from a sitcom over and over again like why <laughs> yeah. why actually play songs that are like well here's the stuff that we did that's not as good as the stuff that was good but like really fucking dig in and just it's be like, like a troll hey it's, it's a domino's commercial over and over and over <laughs> yeah. again yeah he also said something i mean this is double snark he came out and was like hey who out there believes in science <laughs> Yeah, which is yeah. a pretty good line, but it's that. So th- I guess the way the blogs reported it, I think, is a little disingenuous because when I read the stories and I didn't have time to watch the videos, it was it was basically they played none of the songs. He just yeah. trolled them and was super snarky. Yeah. That seemed like a somewhat uh, legitimate plea for people to listen to what he was saying, mm-hmm. which doesn't really work if you've been pissing them off for an hour. It's yeah. just hard because I feel like the entire Trump um, way he got famous was just like. Don't you see how all these smug people are constantly telling you how dumb you are? You're sick of that, and then and then someone goes up and they're like, "Hey, who believes in science? Probably not you, idiot." Yeah, 
I have a and question. Then and then it's just us jerking each other off on the blogs. Like, oh, isn't it great how you in, told, told yeah. those idiots how much idiots they are? Like, oh, as if I can't wait for future newsroom where this plays out in our favor, <laughs> even though it won't, because yeah. we're weak. But I yeah. think it's somewhat what I would have done. So imagine, Vince, if the RNC was like, hey, we want you to do comedy at our show. Are you not going to be a smug asshole? Are you not going to say those things? Right. Yeah, and are like, you not going to take the money yeah. to do it? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the, yeah, like, I don't know what a better thing to do would have been. It's just, I've, I don't like, I'm not entirely comfortable with being the, the party of smug or being like the side of like, um, what's pretty clearly established. Army. We're not, we're not the, the crowd, the blogs are playing to on this one. We're, we're sort of a, independent party, party in yeah. this yeah the, the fuck you party yeah the fuck oh, you party fuck yeah. yeah i know it's just <laughs> fuck yeah fuck you party yeah. Yeah. but so I, yeah and i was trying to think of exactly like what would i do if i was stephen jenkins i don't know if i could do anything like, better than that nah, just don't don't do it or go all the way like turn it into a fucking riot like yeah make sure that they start a fire and they're captured starting a fire just like don't take the paycheck like why do it halfway because i want that money i kind of i mean i don't know i think there is something it's better to me than just playing to your own crowd and then saying all those things. Like but there is kinda, something reasonable about actually protesting at the heart of yes. what you disagree with. Yes, but you're not like this is halfway between an outreach program and like a bad concert and then also like clickbait and it's just like it that's did. a fucked up triangulation. Like none of that's ringing. Yeah, it feels a little clickbait baity to me cuz like there was a lot of people that went to the Republican National Convention to mm. sort of, but it's not like we're out there winning hearts and minds. We're no. kind of just like, like we're kind of just like Melvin and people, and then congratulating ourselves yeah. for it. And I'm not entirely I, comfortable. Even like the Eric Andre thing, which was took huge fucking balls. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I haven't seen that, but uh, I have a clip of it. But like, I, I have more respect for the 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 antifa guys that went up to sacramento and just start punching nazis like yeah, i mean yeah. that's like that's the level we're at right now we're at full not code nazi like they these guys are not fucking around anymore like we we're yeah. looking at an actual formation of a fascist party like start punching people here's yeah. here's a little bit of eric andre at the alex jones event alex jones is like oh let's get, let's get the daily show guy up here didn't even <laughs> didn't know who he was and this was like followed this was, um, interu- he was interrupting Tucker Carlson's son was on stage for some reason. Who are all of these people? I, I don't know. I think they're crazy people. No, who, believe- who's Tucker that? should only be a son's name. Who, who's <laughs> Eric? You mean who's name? Eric Andre? Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he has a show on uh, Adult Swim. It's kind of like um, a Tim and Eric style um, late night show. It's okay. like a very absurdist uh, late night talk yeah, show. I think it's would, I, would I like it this? Is, Am yeah. I missing out? I think you would like okay. it. Okay. I mean, it's I a just little... saw it for the first time last week, so this is so relevant. I didn't know who it was <laughs> last week, and now I'm like, oh, my man's in the news. Get him, Eric. But the oh, show's great. Sign up for the Sorry. open. Oh, no. Oh. The Democrats are never... Trump. I'm Trump all day, baby. Right, Trump, baby. All right. 
Now, now you have been up here at the front of the deal, kind of why does, my, folks. why does my PP come out yellow? Oh, now I know why folks want to matter. This is an agitator who doesn't want to actually even have speech. He wants to shut down our speech. That's his job. No. I mean, like, I don't. Again, super ballsy, but it's kind of just like competing sarcasm, where it's just like two ships bouncing off each other and just like re going yeah. back to their own echo Every, chambers. Everyone's smooth. There's nothing to latch onto. Yeah. yeah it's just, but yeah. for that, I bet he's going to cut it up and it's going to look sick on his show. So when you see this segment on <laughs> his that's show, what, but that's it's what Alex be Jones even says on this on stage. He's like, oh, he's 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 going to edit this. <laughs> yeah, but it's for the show. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it's for the internet, but. If I was making a show and I was going to do a sketch and I was going to go, in my mind, I'm like, how are we going to cut this and make it look great? Right. Yeah. And his delivery is pretty great up there. For I would freak the fuck out in that moment and totally change. But yeah. yeah. You know what? I mean, not to get too profound, but I think we're all cutting our own show in our heads at all times and no one's winning hearts and minds. We're just up there. We're kind of going up there and it's like, well, how can I make this look like to my followers? And, and no one. Is, all right. So I was in Kentucky last week uh, for the Lebowski Festival thing yeah. and I'm like i was trying to do man on the street things which i'm very uncomfortable with but you actually tend to do a decent job of i will probably because i'm v like i hate uh yeah. ambushing people and so yeah. i'm very like non-confrontational and so um you know we saw some like mormon missionary dudes walking around well, of course we're going to interview those people and I don't know if you ever talked to like Mormons or Mormon missionaries, but Mormons are like the nicest fucking people on earth. Yeah, and it's like very polite. And I, mm -hmm. and I kind of, I'm like, God, why can't more people be like the Mormons? Not in the bad way, but just in like the person to person uh, niceness yeah. category. Like not necessarily going door to door and trying to sell your bullshit, but hey, maybe just being nice to people. And, you know, they started talking to us about uh, the Lord and Savior. And I was like, you know, you could do worse than um, putting up with uh, the spiel to hang out with some nice people. Yeah, it's because they have something they believe in. So they have a community. Yeah. If you're a free agent. You know, you just don't have that. You don't have a group of people that you're like, oh, we're really into this. Aside from like the car burnings, you know how fun it is when a team wins oh, yeah. a World Series and you're hugging each other and you're getting hammered. That's like Mormonism, but way better. <laughs> it's like trying you know, to bang people. It's awesome. Just want to touch someone's hand on the way down the spiral, you know? Yeah, just exactly. The, the nihilism community. Yeah. Just, uh, reach and miss. So like I, that was ballsy because of all the places that I would not go and try to stir up trouble would be like uh, a rally of Alex Jones like paranoid yeah. psychopaths with like guns yeah um, so that was that was like you know brass balls hall of fame but at the same time I'm watching it I'm like I don't know if this is I mean obviously I don't know he's just trying to make comedy he's not like trying to fucking change the world but yeah but it kind of made me sad all the same. Yeah. Because I know everybody in that crowd is watching and is like, oh, look, this fucking smug liberals are making fun of us again. Yeah. I don't know if I care anymore. Yeah. Like, I've been avoiding the whole thing. Like, even yeah. the, even, I, I can't, I can't get enough ironic distance from what is occurring in the world to make me not feel super depressed about it. I mean, it. irony is, uh, like, we keep trying, to eat, people trying to, like, make fun of, yeah, of it Melania work. Trump for stealing Michelle yeah. Obama's speech, but it's like... How can you make fun of that? Trump has had a Reagan slogan on his hat for for fucking ye a year. Like, how, yeah. what is if we prove to them that something's plagiarized? Is that going to change anything? Yeah, the strategy is wrong. It's not it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's but it's bad. like, do you not call it out when someone plagiarizes? Yeah. I don't know. I think, but, th but that's. I mean, the thing about this whole campaign is Trump has had 
controversy after controversy after all these things that should be a nail in the coffin mm-hmm. and he's just got this coffin full of nails that's flying through <laughs> yeah, the election yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like, almost, it's like it has pe- not stuck people are legitimately wondering if he did it on purpose and i maybe maybe he did but it doesn't he's either like an idiot savant for creating uh new stories or he's yeah really good at manipulating either way it's like but like the his his core contingency doesn't care at all no and that's the problem it's like we need to start figuring out how to reduce his core contingency like the fact is like there's nothing <laughs> we're not going to convince them oh uh, you said that very ominously like <laughs> yeah. you're kind of like putting your hand on an imaginary trigger <laughs> well you're not gonna you're not gonna win anyone over here they don't care no it's just like there's anger and they want blood and it's like uh, you gotta find a way to start there and not be like this isn't the candidate for your bloodlust yeah it's, i'm a pioneer I'm an explorer. I'm a human and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. He's not wrong. That's not. We didn't. Ed, no one edited no. that. That's just him <laughs> talking. And he's shaking real hard. Yeah. He's all. I mean, I respect that. Uh, I'm a human, and I'm coming. Oh, oh, I fuck you. <laughs> I like Cheetos. <laughs> Nobody can take my Cheetos. I'm not gonna put my pants on. I'm not gonna put my pants on for you. <laughs> toilet seat up. Never. Don't tread on my toilet. I respect that. I think I think the Alex Jones impressions work better if you stick your head up. You stick your head up. I require water. <laughs> I like sunlight. My chlorophyll feeds on oxygen. My hair keeps growing. That's uh, the most. The chlorophyll turns the oxygen into food. Carbon dioxide. I said that wrong. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we got to get Brandon Wardell on the phone. Cool. Well, we got uh, Brandon Wardell on the line. We're going to do a show next week at uh, the Hollywood Improv. Uh, that's July 27th. Judy Tenuta and Jim O'Hare. O'Hare? O'Hare. How do you pronounce that? Do you know? O'Hare. O'Hare. All right. Cool. Um, Tenuta, by the way, uh, you ever fuck with Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, like... Not, I, was a not... big, I was a big Space Ghost fan. That's, like, the only way I, like, really know about her. Really? I mean, there's, like... I don't know. Like, I'm, like, a... I'm 23, like... I don't know what other Judy Tenuta <laughs> stuff I would have seen. Yeah, like, I just feel like I know her name, and I'm not sure. It's one of those people where it's like, where do you know her from? Like, I don't know. I just... I, like, I've, I guess it's an easy name to remember, too. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, the dicks out for Harambe movement. Um, we watched, uh, we watched your Danny Trejo video, uh, last week. Oh, you played it on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Have you, have you had any other, uh, memorable dicks out for Harambe, uh, you know, uh, other people joining in the movement? Well, it's like, it, it caught on It became like an actual meme. Like all of the, I, I, I keep getting tagged in all these like deep cut meme accounts on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this where it's like 12 layers of irony. Um, 
with like every meme. And uh, on all of the Harambe memes, they use the dicks out for Harambe hashtag. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've had like, there's been people that have yelled it at me on the, on the street, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, like I was at, so I went to a free Smash Mouth concert last night. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a free Smash Mouth concert at the Grove. Doesn't that seem like offensive to Smash Mouth to just let people hear Smash Mouth for free? I know it's it it's it's a, it's kind of a crime. Yeah. So I've yeah. heard I've heard that Smash Mouth like when they start uh, All Star he he like tries to do a build where he's like some and then he like <laughs> waits for the crowd to be like body. Does he did he actually do there that? No, there was no real there was no build up in terms of like him playing All Star like he just sort of played all-star mm-hmm. like he closed with all-star obviously yeah. I, I i shouldn't say he i should say they yeah um i don't want to discredit the other members of smash mouth um but um i yeah so it was like kind of a long concert you know they did like a full set <laughs> yeah and at, at a certain point people got impatient <laughs> they they People were yell- literally like I think Shrek like ruined their lives. <laughs> like there were literally there were so many people that they weren't even calling the song All Star. They were like, "Play Shrek." <laughs> <laughs> people in the crowd were chanting, "Play Shrek," and there was like a a point where like they had it. They were in between songs for a second, and like everybody in like the first few rows starts like yelling the lyrics to all star. <laughs> and then the lead singer is like, look, we're going to play our full set list. Okay. And then he goes into like some other song. Um, but like they have enough hits to where people didn't like lose their minds. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, they have at least three songs that I can, that I can think of. Yeah, um, might as well be walking on the sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once All Star, once All Star came on, like people were okay. So people were fucking moshing. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know who Jack Wagner is? He's Versace Tamagotchi on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I don't. He's super funny, but yeah, he uh, he like got a, a lot of people to come out. And there was kind of this weird divide between like families, <laughs> like families that came to a free Smash Mouth concert at the Grove mm-hmm. as like a nice evening out, and uh, then like you know just ironic shitheads from yeah. the internet. I I wonder how they feel. I mean, because without like the the ironic concert goers like smash mouth concerts yeah. probably wouldn't be like very attended but then at the same time you know it's just a shitty you got to play <laughs> to a bunch of people who are kind of half making fun of you right yeah exactly like you're you're like exactly you're performing for a bunch of people who are kind of laughing at you i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like your your existence to them is ironic mm-hmm like your like your humanity, like the idea of you existing as a person is a joke. Yeah, you're a human. You're a human meme. Right. Um, so let's talk about you. Are you? Uh, you said you were 
someone was trying to force you to choose between uh, being a comedy guy and being being an internet hip hop guy. Are you going to well, be doing comedy next uh, next Wednesday? Yeah, I, I ran into Jake Fogelness right before uh, we recorded this, and he was like, "You got to choose. You got to choose between being a comedian or an internet guy or an internet hip hop guy." You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just started. I, I don't know. I think my career is confusing to a lot of people because <laughs> I'll like fake DJ sometimes and. But, I, you know, I still do, like, stand-up. You know, I still do, like, Comedy Central stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you did, uh... You, were you on the same house party that Joe Sinclitico was on? Um, no, I was on a... Um, we, we filmed the same night. So. Oh, okay, okay. How do you know that guy? Um, I actually worked with Joe... I met Joe in a sandwich shop about almost 10 years ago now, and we worked in a sandwich shop together. Wild. And, yeah, and... Like, I kind of was always interested in comedy, but then I never, like, met anyone that did it. And then I met Joe, and I went to an open mic, and I was like, oh, wow, most of these people are really are really bad. I bet I could do at least <laughs> yeah. as bad as these people. Yeah, a lot of these people are uh, literally mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. These are, <laughs> these are a bunch of, you know, literally insane people. Yeah, someone sent me a link the other day when it was it was like comedians have like the shortest lifespan among like all entertainers, like they die younger, blah blah blah. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're you're probably picking a group where half of the people have like severe mental illnesses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't die in a hotel room, you're doing good. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm 23. I, I have I have four more years until the the 27 club. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, is that what you're going for? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, burn bright. It's better to, better to burn out than fade away, I hear. Right. Yeah. So you said you were doing something with uh, Paul Shear. Can I ask about upcoming think, projects? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, I'm doing this thing called Drive Share. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, yeah, it's Paul Shear and Rob Hubel thing. It's like taxi cab confessions, but with Uber. Cool. And so I'm doing like an episode of that. Uh, Rob Hubel was actually my first uh, broadcast guest, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. He's. I always thought he was like. He was always my favorite on Human Giant. He's like he always. He's one of those guys that makes everything better. Like he's never. He's rarely like the main guy, but anytime yeah. he shows up anywhere, like he even showed up on that weird show with like um, Will Arnett. I forget what it was about, and then he did like a guest. A guest starring thing, and and it was and it was so funny. I don't remember anything else about the show except for like his two episode arc. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. So, uh, all right, I'll let you go soon. Did you are are you from L.A.? Did you grow up there? Um. No, I grew up in D.C. Cool. Cool. Um. In uh, like the suburbs of D.C., Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah. Started comedy there, uh, went to college very briefly, dropped out, moved to L.A. Man, I should have dropped out of college. Um, well, I'll let you get to your call time. I just wanted to, you know, chat a little bit, promote oh, the yeah, show. About, about the movement. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what other, what other, like, celebs are supportive of it. I guess Ezra, oh, Ezra Koenig is supportive uh-huh. of it. Um, Ezra from Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Uh, did I read something about someone you finding someone with a dicks out for Harambe tattoo? 
Or was that? Oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. There's three people got dicks out for Rambe tattoos. <laughs> Did you? Was that separate from you? Did you put them up to it somehow? Oh, tagged me in the tweet. Wow. But it was like, yeah, it's it's honestly out of control and like <laughs> a level that I regret. I guess yeah, like <laughs> you people, regret it. There, <laughs> there are cool people that are like down, but like before Milo got uh, banned from Twitter, Milo Yanatopoulos. Uh huh. Um, narrow. Um, he he tweeted, "My dick is out for Harambe," and I was like, at I was at like a group dinner with like um, my friends like Himanshu and Gabby, and like I was just like, "Fuck, this is out like this is out of my control now." Like, <laughs> yeah. fucking, he's tweeting about it, or like Ian Ian Connor, who's like a rapist. <laughs> Great. He fucking tweeted. He he tweeted some Harambe shit where I was like, I I regret it. I regret all of this. Yeah, maybe if you're a rapist, you put your dick back in for Harambe. Yeah, put your back, put your dick back in for Harambe, Ian Connor. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, thanks a lot for talking to me. Yeah, of course. I'll see you next week, bro. Yeah, see you soon. All right, later. All right, later. Anyway, would you rather be Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh? Ooh. Ooh. Alex Jones. Uh, yeah. yeah. He seems like he's, he's having more fun with this. He, yeah. yeah. I don't think he believes most of the stuff he says. So then it's kind of a fun gig to see how far you can take it. Yeah. And I don't think he really feels responsible for the things he says either. So then you don't have to be like, oops. Yeah, I think Sorry, everyone, society. everyone has that bone in their body where if you start making money off something, you're like, well, if it's working. I mean, I'm just trying to be a successful yeah. businessman. Yeah. And then there's millions of people who have no idea what, you know, shit you're shoveling into their mouths with your collapsible shovels you know if you if you shovel enough of it you can live off of it you yeah. just stack the shit up in your bomb shelter and then just i think it's a compression thing if you just squish it small enough would you launch a career as a conservative pundit as a troll it does in a seem heartbeat. like the easiest job in the world like yeah. i wonder why i don't do it because yeah. i mean you could, you have the same take like it's just a it's one yeah. take that you recycle over and over. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to cut Black my hair. Black people shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. We need more guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and Obama's a pussy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hard to call hippies pussies. Like, it's real easy. Yeah. It seems pretty easy to be an over-the-top, outraged, uh, liberal person on social media as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not... Yeah. I mean, you need a, you have to have to have a bigger vocabulary there. It's true. And you have to take... And less uh, self-awareness, almost. Yeah, I mean, you have to take a nuanced take, but almost like a torturously mm. nuanced one where you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really let that self-loathing shine through. <laughs> that is the yeah, sound. Exactly. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. All right, I, I think I'd have an easier time being a right-wing pundit than uh, a left-wing concern, yeah, you concern get, blogger. Because it doesn't take... Um, because when you when you play a character that has no guilt, it's yes. it's a lot more freeing. Yeah, there's a lot of catharsis in yeah. the in the free, paranoid freakout, whereas yeah. like the the constant trudging march of <laughs> oh my god, historically, what if we oh it's just oh and then that's no fun. Sportscaster is the correct answer. <laughs> I feel like that would be more fun than both. Oh, then you don't have to deal with that is, shit. Well, the only thing that sportscasting um, is scary, like the. The thing that I like about writing about uh, movies is that I can just make fun of everybody and I don't ever worry about someone seeing someone in person and them kicking my ass. Right. Whereas like if I was writing about, you know, athletes, 
Like most of them could probably kick my ass. Actors historically small. <laughs> Very yeah. big heads. Yeah. They're big, act- yeah. Tip them over. Yeah. They're top heavy. Mm-hmm. They're actor sized. Yeah. A little three apples. You just push the, the yeah. middle apple. They like, make, yeah. They make all the sets real small so they can fit them in a warehouse. They That's gotta get the little like they're like pilots or astronauts. Oh, they're sample sized humans. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got it. Yeah. A little fun size. You mm-hmm. tip and we'll get a bag of them. Shake them out. <laughs> That's my world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did want to do a Tales from NPR. We don't have a, uh, a theme song for Tales from NPR. Um, but last week, I thought we had a really good one. And just to give you like a little bit of backstory on last week's, I don't know if it came through in the episode, but so Matt Lieb last week was really upset about the way this guy pronounced staged. And, uh, and I had to edit part of it out because it was just Matt Lieb spending like 15 minutes trying to cue up this clip that had, had infuriated him. <laughs> And so after a while, we weren't expecting anything. He was a fucking mess last week. <laughs> he was a mess. The tuna sandwich and the <laughs> half an hour trying to find an audio clip. And then he couldn't do the songs right. He was trying to find this clip for so long. And then he finally found it. And so I got, I wanted to replay it because uh, I wanted you to imagine this, not necessarily as you heard it, but imagine it with like 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes of build up to this. <laughs> All right. She's selling pants. It won't shock you to know that this whole scene was staged. (laughs) 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 It was worth it. This whole scene was staged. So all weekend I can't help saying like, uh, this whole scene was staged. I can't stop saying things in the NPR guy's uh, voice. Uh, it wasn't Ira Glass. It was on This American Life. Oh uh, yeah. Can we do that all the time where we just play our own laugh track over us? That made me feel really good and self-affirmed. We should just have that running nonstop. I didn't realize that was happening at first. I was like, we're killing it as a laughing trio right now. <laughs> How much fun we're having. That's just so the three of us. This is going great. Even better than like the internet echo chambers when you can actually play yourself. <laughs> just I just want I just want best of clips out of context, super short chops, and then a laugh track of us. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like uh, infinite my own butthole. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, mirrors, mirrors on mirrors, and my butthole is also a mirror, and I can just look forever into myself. Uroboros, Uroboranus. No, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Mm-hmm. If that was so, I didn't. I wasn't planning on doing another Tales from NPR this week, but then queued up This American Life, and I had another fucking gem <laughs> just sitting there waiting for me. It was a great show, and then the last, the act three, they had like you know sometimes they have some people read like a story. Yeah oftentimes great stories this one um was a story it's probably the most npr short story i've ever heard it's a uh it's a story told from the perspective of a condom (laughs) oh dear heads up this story acknowledges the existence of sex safe sex (laughs) i born in factory they put me in wrapper they seal me in box three of us in box in early days they move us around from factory to warehouse from where so I don't know if you get this, but see the condoms when they talk, they don't use articles. They sort of do the Hulk, yeah. Hulk speech. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I'm on board so far. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's in box. <laughs> yes, you are, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you are. From warehouse to truck, from truck to store. One day in store, 
boy human sees us on shelf. He grabs us, hides us under shirt. He rushes outside. He goes to house, runs into bedroom, locks door. He tears open box and takes me out. He puts me in wallet. I stay in wallet long, long time. This is story of my life inside wallet. And of course, you got to have like the <laughs> jazz that comes in in the middle of the. So bad. It help, I mean, it helps. It helps anchor. You it. can hear that the little condom man reading reading that part, being so <laughs> pleased about. Oh, this boy's not having sex anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The first friend I meet in Wallet is student ID Jordy Hirschfeld. He is card. He has been around longest. He said. He is card. It's it's the perfect NPR joke because I've always said about NPR jokes they really um they really like comedy but they don't like the comedy that makes you laugh out loud because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like that's like gauche. It's like yeah. I just want the ones that give you the head smiles. Only the cute parts, please. <laughs> I think club owners have given me that review. <laughs> <laughs> what that they only, that you only want to make people smile in yeah. their head. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've gotten that. It's uh, it's interesting. Oh, I, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> rolling over in the aisles, but... Uh, it made me smile yeah. more than it made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Full of insight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reviewing my essay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then it's like, here's a cute joke that you think is only going to last for a minute, oh, yeah, but yeah. I carry it on for 15. Yeah, that's the good part. I just long like taffy and the robot <laughs> arms just, it's never going to end. Mm-hmm. You see what I've done is I, I put Pride and Prejudice, uh-huh. but I added zombies. Oh dear, to those it. two things don't go together at all. <laughs> They're so different. <laughs> They're very separate. That's what makes this so dumb narrow. narrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. You think they explode if they, they heartily laugh? Like a good beer know. a good beer hall ha, 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 and yeah. just kills them dead on the spot. No, yeah, well you gotta cover your mouth like an Asian yeah. schoolgirl. <laughs> I stay in wallet. For a long time. <laughs> I'm not doing the thing that I was built for, which is S-E. I don't even know the word. I'm not familiar with the musical output of sticks. This story involves the acknowledgement that sex is a thing that happens. <laughs> Safe sex. <laughs> oh, I'm outside of my usual context. <laughs> Yeah, like I almost so I saw Ghostbusters and I wanted to have an opinion on it, and I was uh, I was about to weigh in to write to write something, yeah. and then the whole like uh, Leslie Leslie Smith I, I Jones know. I don't know Jesus Christ I need to look this up. It's like three times in a row we didn't have a theme song. Jones, sorry, Jesus Christ. So Leslie Jones got chased off of Twitter, but and and oh, did she actually leave? She, well, she did for a day, and she's talked about how much it was upsetting her. I've, I've stayed off. I'm like crazy. so bummed out. I've been off Twitter for like a week and a half. I don't know what's going on. I feel not that much better for it, so yeah. I don't know. So, but like my normal like shitty reaction would be to be like, oh, buck up. I'm sure it's not that bad. Like you can take a few like retarded nah, threats on Twitter. It's not this like This is that like anymore. a six foot tall black chick that's been doing stand up for like 20 years and she's hilarious i'm sure she's taken some shit in her day so like if it's getting to her it's probably pretty bad it's not it's not not that kind of harassment anymore like it's like 
active death threats from weirdos getting who swatted are, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird look i mean she's been on snl it's not like she's been out of the public eye mm-hmm. like she hasn't gotten shitty feedback before right. i imagine this is this is ridiculous and she's a you know she's a powerful person she doesn't usually give a fuck but there's only so much anyone can take yeah for no reason so i was yeah. about to i was about to think piece that shit up and then i saw that and i was like you know what i think the uh the world could do with one less ghostbusters opinion at this point yeah there, we did opinion? something wrong about 20 years ago mm-hmm. and it, and it just we're just now realizing we <laughs> need to figure out what the fuck we did wrong to was, that generation was it the internet i mean oh you mean to the people that are pissed yeah. off do you think they've always been there and we've just been really good at locking them up no here's what i think i think um there's a lot of uh unnuanced takes on both sides so mm-hmm. like everybody has their own straw man like it used to be hard to find oh man like someone that says the exact thing that I hate about everything. Yeah. Like that didn't used to be like at your fingertips. And now to find your own straw man, really easy. Yeah. And so there's like a lot. And then, and then clickbait has sort of exacerbated, exacerbated it. And so it's a lot of like unnuanced hot takes going back and forth. And you don't really want to pick either side because they don't. Yeah. You know, and your your intake is constant. It yes. follows you everywhere, and it's right. algorithm based on what you've already picked. Yes. So you get shoveled the same exact ideas over and over mm-hmm. and over again. You're like, look, everyone agrees. You become more right. entrenched. I think Wall Street Journal did it, but they did something interesting. They made two Facebook profiles. One, they liked right-wing things. One, they liked left-wing things. And you could pick from an array of topics, and it would show you what the feed would be full of. And yeah. It, perfectly explain the problem people so, used siloing to like, yeah exactly people used to read papers and kind of like think about things and talk about it. i think it was just more centrist in general yeah simply because you didn't have access to the things you were looking for oh yeah i've That's gone back crossword I've gone baby. back to the paper i'm doing it's just, crosswords it's just every the day. comic page when when I he's like the, he's I was, waving it around like i can read i can read books <laughs> no i I'm showed you the books. crossword that i finished today no i live in wallet I good at books. Yeah. <laughs> I, I be in pussy one day. <laughs> when I see a newspaper, it just makes me feel like someone's taking a shit. That's just what I associate yeah, it with. That paper's been is. recycled through years of I, your own family's fecal air matter. Like, it I feels need, good to go back to the paper. No, yeah, I, it does. I, Sorry. I, need, I need the internet because it's like an oh, interference. I like them both. It's an interference layer for news. Like I watch local news and get enraged right. now because I've lost I've lost the shell where I could like detach. Because I've I've built technology in between me and whatever dumb fuck horror show is going on outside, mm-hmm. and like if I don't have that, I've I have let those muscles atrophy. I can no longer not give a fuck about how stupid people are because my siloing is like removing all people that aren't like five percent of most funny yeah. from <laughs> yeah. my life. And now I have to if I have to deal with like some fucking seventy percenter down down that percentile was I don't want I don't want that in my life. This makes me sad. I know. Wave of the wave of the. Yeah, this yeah. is not a good uh, three hundred broadcast. No, I. Whew. I almost uh, did. I do this. I felt like I was. I was pretty no, good at bottling that shit up. I was. I get all. I, I get worried when when Brendan drops out midstream and I have to scramble. I'm like, oh shit, we need more content. And then uh, yeah, and then I look. You got to give me the fun stuff. Can we have a crystal? Do we have crystal corners? I look up news stories. Can I have a crystal corner? Yeah, I think Let's so. Just make people crap. <laughs> what? Crystal 
so some someone sent me an article uh, on Mind Body Green. Nine celebs who swear by the healing effects of crystals. You know who's doing it right? Crystals. Crystals. Yeah. 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 They're not worried about shit because they're recording it all and they will judge it later, man. Mm-hmm. They'll get around to it later so i don't think this article is exactly like you know like academically sourced but i mean it's crystals we don't really we don't care uh the first the first celeb who loves crystals is adele okay what and she sings sad she sings sad songs about her love life Uh uh-huh uh the legendary singer says crystals have helped her with her stage fright According to the sun, which is obviously like the, the, the Helios, the <laughs> center of, center of <laughs> no, our solar system. No, no. Oh no, it's in it's in uh, italicized. Oh, the sun. oh, that's less fun. Not the <laughs> not the bold underlined sun. Not not Sol. Yeah, not, the mother uh, and heat bringer. No, no, no not not Gaia's uh, not Gaia's light uh, nightlight. <laughs> um, according to the sun, she said. <laughs> I was so nervous about my comeback show, and I was panicking. I was out of practice, and I was busy being a mum. But it was one of the best shows I've ever done, and I had these bloody crystals in my hand. But she lost her crystals before the Grammys, where technical issues plagued her performance. Then the Grammys came, and I lost my fucking crystals, she explained. Don't let them hear you say that. I had a gig or two. I had a gig two or three days before them, and I think I left them at this venue. It turned out to be the worst, most disastrous performance that I've ever done. Well, apart from one really early on when I was doing a gig in Angel and I got so drunk I fell off my chair. Woo. But I got some new crystals now, and everything's been going really well. That seems like bullshit that you could just pick up new crystals. Yeah. I want to see Drunk Adele. Fuck Crystals Adele. <laughs> drunk Adele with like a Nicki Minaj beat just going in. <laughs> um,. Uh, uh, all, of course, all the Kardashians are into crystals. Yeah. Um, so and Miranda Kerr. I don't know. She's a model, right? I don't know who that is. Yeah. I think she got married today because someone was like, oh, she's off the market. And I was like, you're a troll. It wasn't going to happen for you. <laughs> uh, is that the, that's the Orlando Bloom one, isn't it? I believe so. I think she married the Snapchat guy. Oh. I think she Snapchatted it with her Bitmoji. Do you guys use Bitmojis? Oh, I'm fun. aware. And then what is that? I, I like them. It's like a cartoon character of yourself. Okay. Avatar with a bunch of pre-baked poses. Okay. But it's weird. But they're all fun. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they are. It's actually yeah. really good. It's yeah. something I would you would think that I would turn my nose up on and I laugh almost I'll every time one. I get one. Oh, what do you stay out of? What do you I don't I'm not in the Native pictures. American? I'm not in the pictures. You're not in the pictures? No, I'm not in the pictures. I'm what? hiding I'm hiding from the internet. This is this has been established. It's it's canon. In a Twitter takeover with Australian Vogue, the Australian model revealed that she filters all her skincare products through rose quartz, quote, to give the vibration of self-love. How do you... She also said that she has crystals all over her house, including rose quartz and amethyst, and carries, quote, a crystal wand in her purse. My crystal wand is incredibly special to me and is one of my most cherished items, Kerr writes in the Cora blog. It's made of clear quartz and is studded with rose quartz. Clear quartz is a great stone for gathering, directing, and transmitting energy. Mm -hmm. It can also transform negative energy into positive energy. And rose quartz is a wonderful stone to heal and protect the heart, balance emotions, release stress and tension, and encourage love and self-esteem. Crystals can be used in many different methods of healing. In addition to using on a specific area of the body or to locate blockages and heal them, they can also be used in massage. So, a couple of questions. <laughs> uh-huh. What are the logistics of filtering all of your skincare products through a crystal? Well, you do, you don't, have, do you have a special crystal ooh. with holes in it that you're ooh. squirting all your moisturizer through? 
Yeah. Like you're rubbing the crystal around in the makeup. You just put the crystal inside like the lotion container. Does it just have to be around? See, it's fun. It's a fun cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's nice. In a world of trouble, okay? Some people need crystals. I need cartoon renderings of myself having a better time. You're having a blast. I'm having so much fun. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Wish you would step out that cartoon, my friend. You could draw tunes with all the... Stuff that you've been doing here. Nope. Okay. How does the sage work? Um, I think you burn it and then you inhale it. It's sort but of like powers pot. the crystal, and I'm mm. unclear on the relationship. You know, it's a little bit mysterious, and oh. we don't know entirely how it works but, yet. Like future scientists are going to know, and they're going to use the recording from the crystals. My dude, that sounds plausible as fuck. I'm back uh, on board. Yeah. What else you got for me? Um, quote: Massaging the body with a crystal helps to release tension from the body, while Ooh, at the same yeah. time, the stone's healing energy is transferred to the body. Sure. I hold my crystal during meditation, prayer, deep belly breathing. <laughs> I also sleep with it nearby, so I'm constantly receiving its special healing energies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Salt. I yeah. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't massaging the body release tensions no matter what? You know, that sounds like someone who's never traveled through time. We- <laughs> I don't want to hey, I don't want to bring I don't want to bring the bad vibes in cuz then we're going to have to burn some sage, but uh if you had maybe been around in the 1800s, you'd have a different outlook on that. Maybe How he's much? not interested in time travel. Not I'm not not. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean everyone's would. interested. You may morally choose not to. Right. Because of you don't you don't want to like break things i and i totally would because if i time traveled priority numero uno banging chicks from the past and that's the surefire way to ruin things almost with them or just maybe that's (laughs) how jesus happened um i don't know ruin the relationship sorry i gotta go back to the future it's been (laughs) great yeah Well, why do you think past, I mean, I guess if you're going to like the 60s or 70s, you know, times when people really fucked, but... Um, oh, it might be hard. Well, I, I mean, just, do you think that you would have an easier time in the past just because you knew, know like future stuff and you could wow them? I mean, I have a lot of unfounded confidence and I feel like it would just kind of work out. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And I feel like, I, actually, I would be livid if it didn't. If I showed up and they're like, no, like you don't know how to act. I'd be like... Oh. What? Everyone I that, know what happens. Everyone in the dark ages is having a blast. No thanks, Joey. You're supposed no thanks. to be dead. <laughs> Fuck you. I I would probably do some research or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'd figure it out. How much do crystals cost? Because I think it'd be fun if we maybe got a few. I dude, somebody sent a picture of some crystals. Mm. To like be like, ah, oh, crystals are done. I'm like, fuck, man, I kind of want some crystals. I mean, I know the guy look- who said he makes crystal. I don't know if that's different. I don't care. I'll carry it around. <laughs> Do a little crystal mm-hmm. math. Ooh, it's something yeah. till you don't come down. What's I don't know that line. You know it. Do crystal math will lift you up until you break. Why aren't you just ready for that? I won't. I I was ready. Oh, okay, it's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Get off him, dog. Mm-hmm. To the TikTok rhythm, I bumped for the jump, and then I fucked up. I took the hit that I was given, then I bumped again, then I bumped again. I said, how do I get back there to... Trick question. Yeah. It's crystals. <laughs> okay. Oh, time travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh. Third eye blind. I, I mean... Yeah. Laid it all down. They probably... Illuminati. Right. He just knew. Third eye blind, up, up in the pyramid. Think uh, it yeah. through, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Woo! 
one. Yeah. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting <laughs> fires everywhere, and humans are turning on everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of him having sex, and it's weirding me out. Have you seen? There's some video. I don't. I forget what he's mad about, but he's going on a rant, and he's like fat and wearing a wife beater, and it's oh. awesome. Someone keeps sending me one where he, I guess, he like dresses us up like a, the Hulk, and he tears his shirt off, and he runs around the studio. I don't know what's happening on his show. <laughs> And I don't want to find out, but I'm also confused. Do you think there's like a rich backstory? Do you think? Oof. Because I, I, I feel like I could be into some not. The problem is he gets into real stuff. Like if he just went out there and it's just all hollow moon and reptile people, I'm on board. Yeah. I just don't want to have to have him talk about fucking crisis actors and shit. That pisses me off. Yeah. He's big on crisis actors. No, I know. He's not, he's not a good person. Oh, it's Justin. Hello? Yo. Hey. What's uh what's happening? Oh, we're just hanging out. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm uh in a bedroom away from um my kids. Okay, okay. <laughs> I told you I have two kids now. Yeah, I heard that. Is the second one like do you use the first one to sort of uh clean up after the, the second one? Like dogs? No. Is that how it works? The dogs? Yeah, well, if you get a smaller dog, it can eat the bigger dog's poop. Oh, that's... That's what I did for my older brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is usually the dynamic between brothers, but maybe maybe my kid's not there yet. It's someday. I mean, you got to train him right. Yeah, sure. It's called parenting, Vince. Yeah. So, um, I heard that you saw a little movie called San Andreas this week, and you wanted to talk about it. I only like to recap because I have kids. I'm a year and a half behind on all movies. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the rock fighting earthquakes is evergreen. That's an evergreen topic. Well, in in an effort to kind of feel like somewhat relevant, I I wanted to just discuss the rock. But but my entry point was definitely San Andreas, Um, which I, I don't I did you enjoy San Andreas? I can't remember. I did. You know, it's got The Rock, it's got Carla Gugino, and it's got uh, Alexander Daddario. Like, basically, there's earthquakes, and then someone's going to take their shirt off, whether it's The Rock or or Alexander Daddario. I didn't really care. One of, one of my favorite parts of that movie is when uh, The Rock, who's a helicopter rescue pilot, during the largest, like, natural disaster that the world has ever seen just takes his rescue chopper which is owned by the state and just takes it out of commission (laughs) to fly to san francisco to save his one daughter who's he already has confirmation is alive (laughs) you know but look when you see her and her her heaving breasts and her and that look and like there was (laughs) stand back i need this i'm strong it's okay yeah well I mean, like you said, there was an entire scene to establish the fact that she was in college. <laughs> and he's like, no, college girl's in trouble. I think I feel like college girl's in trouble is like an entire other movie. And uh, yeah. And so that was what he's going with. He's like, you know, got to save the white girl that's in college. But that that scene for me, that's what made me want to talk about it, is like, he's acting like a total dick. Like he, <laughs> it's completely irresponsible. I think you could serve jail time for what he did. Mm-hmm. And yet I was like, you take that chopper wherever the fuck you want to take it. The rock. Cause <laughs> I realized like 
there's no situation. I was thinking like if I was watching a Nazi movie and The Rock was one of the Nazis and I'm Jewish, I still might be like, come on, The Rock. Like, <laughs> you got to figure out, you figure your way out of, of this of this war thing. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I might be rooting for him. I know, I know. I'm, you'd be like, oh, he's got to figure out how to escape punishment. Yeah, I'm like, oh, these stupid Americans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's my theory. This is, I want to run this theory past oh, you Oh, you got guys. a theory? Okay. I got a theory on why The Rock is so popular and awesome specifically right now. Because I think like in any generation, I think The Rock probably would would have been a movie star, but I don't know that he would. He's the perfect movie star for this time period, I think, because mm-hmm. he doesn't like... Uh, you know how they say if you want to reach the most amount of people, like you have to speak in plain terms that everyone understands. Yeah. You know, so like a Cormac McCarthy book's not going to sell as well as like the Hunger Games because there's no adjectives in the Hunger Games and everyone can just fucking digest it. You know. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think The Rock was like he was first introduced from the bottom. Like, like I was a professional wrestling fan, but I'm the first to admit it's like it's 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 for like the like. If you have jean shorts and a Make America Great hat, Great Again hat, like that's for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think like The Rock was like introduced from the bottom up, and <laughs> so like he, he is the perfect kind of like he's a perfect movie star for this generation because you don't have to think; you're just like strong guy, fix stuff, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean that's true of Arnold Schwarzenegger too. Uh, I mean, it is true that I that professional wrestling has uh it hasn't hurt the rock you know i feel like other people you're like oh this guy's a wrestler and and it's hurt them a little bit but the rock like i don't care about wrestling but i'm like oh man the rock is awesome like even just completely separate i mean yeah and i think like i think also the rock like uh what one of our i think the rock like is is self is super self-aware to the point where I think he like knows how knows like like I was watching Ballers last night, which is a fucking just a terrible, terrible show. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Ballers? Yeah, I, I mean I watched like the first four or five episodes, and I was giving it a chance, and then I was like, this is exactly like sports entourage, and I was I was hoping that it would get a little more ridiculous, but it was it was kind of like entourage in that it was always like no stakes. Yeah, even when they try to do stakes, they do it the entourage way where they're like, he he thinks he has CTE, like what <laughs> yeah. professional football players have, but then he goes to the doctor and they're like, you're fine. And that, <laughs> that, that was the, what's, what's the reveal. That, that, what are that, you doing that, over there? <laughs> um, but like, I was watching Ballers and I was like, this show is so terrible and I could binge watch 10 hours of this because I just like seeing the rock uh do stuff right and i don't even know i don't even know why i can't really even figure out why i like it but i just i, I like him so much yeah I when i when i compare it to entourage i should give the caveat that part of the reason that entourage is is bad is that like adrian Gren- grenier and uh and kevin Connolly, like i just have a reflexive dislike for those guys so like i don't want to watch them them do stuff so it's not just that the show is low stakes and and not that funny or realistic it's it's that plus none of the characters uh are enjoyable to watch for me so like ballers is is easy to binge because you know you got the rock so 
low stakes. Who cares? At least the rock's there. I, I think if you came up with what the opposite of the rock is, it's Adrian Grenier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Kevin Connolly. Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about when Johnny Drama screamed at me? Uh, no. <laughs> but I'd like I was to hear working it. On a, I was working on a CBS show called How to Be a Gentleman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and Kevin Dillon was this. It was Kevin Dillon and then another guy. There was like a. They were co-leads of the show. Mm-hmm. Jake Dillon? And, uh, so I, what? Was it Jake Dillon? Bob Dillon. No, is that a person? I don't know. I was making up, making up a name that could be a, of an actor. <laughs> he, he's the, he's the Cooper, Manning, Cooper Manning of the Dillons? Yeah, exactly. I don't know who that is. Uh, Who's Cooper Manning? The non, non-football the, the other Manning. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sports. Works at he, Price Waterhouse. <laughs> Soon to be so, Price. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm on set of the show, and they're shooting uh, an episode. And, and Kevin Dillon has, like, really bad dyslexia, like super-duper bad, where, like, at table reads, he he had, like, a lot of trouble reading and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's, like, dumb. He just had really bad dyslexia. And so anyway, the, our my job as a writer on the show is, like, when, we sh- when we're shooting stuff is to come up with, like, other jokes on the fly that you can like change in for jokes that aren't working. Yeah. So I'm on set and, uh, and this joke, like totally, it was a terrible show and this joke, but this one joke like bombed extra hard, even for this show. It was bad. <laughs> and, uh, and so the showrunner of the show was like, Hey, I need another joke. And so I had some joke and then he's like, Oh, that's good. We'll use that. And he's like, run it in to, uh, this the, there's a person who like called the script supervisor who has all the the lines and they feed them to the actors, and so I, I ran in the joke and, and Kevin saw me run in the joke and and so and he, this was like the first or second episode that we had shot, and so he's trying to like remember the joke on the fly you know because that's what you do we're about to shoot again but yeah. he, I forgot he's like at this point we didn't realize how bad a dyslexic he was so. He's like the the line was something like you know, uh, I'm I'm going to go to the hospital or something like that, and and he's like uh, he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna see you at the hospital. He says it wrong, and uh, and the script supervisor was like, no, it's I'm going to go to the hospital, and he was like, I'm gonna see you at the hospital. He kept kept getting it wrong, and I was like, and I could see him getting really upset. So I was like, I, I try to whisper to the script supervisor. I'm like, just let him say it however he wants. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not gonna... I'm like, this show's fucking, it's terrible. And, uh... No one's going to know how to be a gentleman. Just let it go, man. Give up. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, uh, the whole premise of the show was Kevin Dillon plays a, a, like, a uh, life coach for okay. this, like, very preppy, preppy guy who, mm-hmm. uh, who's like dresses in suits and is like kind of awkward. I hate this in our, show. In our whole, uh, and they had like, the, the tagline for it was prude meets dude. Fuck. <laughs> is it just me or is like every comedy now, like you can't make a comedy now unless, unless you can insp- explain the plot like in four words. It's like, oh yeah, it's, it's frat meets neighbor. We, our, our joke was that the tagline was, it was a picture of Kevin Dillon and he's like, like looks like a weightlifter dude and then the picture of the guy in the suit and over the guy over Kevin Dillon it says beats up dicks and then over the other guy it beats off dicks <laughs> <laughs> that's too long I feel like 
I know, I think so too. Like so, neighbors, anyway, neighbors set I, the standard. It was like it's frat versus family, and then like Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are like it's dad versus stepdad. <laughs> short, yeah. So, yeah, you got to be really short. So anyway, uh, all of a sudden, he this we we do like seven takes of it, and he doesn't get it right, and then he's getting more and more upset. And uh, Dave Foley was on the show, you know, yeah. from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, and I just I just hear Dave Foley go, "Fuck this!" And, <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, Kevin Dillon just he just like his his head just whips around, and he's just looking for like who is the closest Jew. And, and he sees me and he goes, if you want me to say something, put it in the fucking script. <laughs> and then it got like super duper quiet. And he was actually a really nice guy. I think he was just super embarrassed because of this dyslexia. But anyway, that's when Kevin Dillon screamed at me. Nice. I mean, and then, and then it was funny because you had to put it in the script. And, then yeah, he, couldn't, yeah. and he couldn't read read it. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, can, can I switch topics for you guys really quickly? Uh, yes, please. I mean, I had another. Yeah, go ahead. I want to. Yeah, you have even... more to say about the Rock. No, no, no. Please switch topics. God, um, God, please. We just need more content. We're so desperate for hashtag content. Um, you sent me that picture of of lights, camera, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Vince texted me a picture of what Lights Cameron Jackson looks like now, which is like just kind of like a homeschooled 18-year-old, basically, right? Well, he's like, like a simulacrum of a human being because it's like he, <laughs> you know, he... Well, it's weird because like people that are on local news and, and, and people that are really into being news anchors, it's like they've, they're trying to come up with like the most objective version of a human that they can think of they're like i am i am sort of a human that you can believe is respectable but like doesn't actually have opinions on things it's, it's so much better if you picture him not enjoying his existence it's like the golem was not meant to last this long i should return to the earth so then Mike- take off the symbol let me die kill me so then lights camera jackson saw this and he's like well i want to be like that i want to be like that uh, Android, thing. please sir, let me be hollow. So, so it's like a little kid who grew up emulating like a weird simulation of a human being, and then now he's like a grown-up version of that, and it's all it's all very hard it's to like an, take. Instead of wolves, he was raised by daytime yeah. TV personalities. No, he was raised by mannequins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like my kid, the my three-year-old the other day said. When he grows up, he wants to be a train, and I feel like that's not that dissimilar from what lights camera. No, that he got he lived the dream. He's he's a train. That's much more normal. Like being wanting to be a train is universal. Like wanting to be Gene Shalit is weird. Yeah, super weird. So it, it it got me thinking of like, and I think I sort of texted you about this, but I thought about it a little more. Of like, what is the career arc? Like, how long do you think he can last before he has to be like? My name's Jackson, and he loses lights camera. Oh, like the little, like he has to he has to drop the lil. He might even become like Jack Lightson or something. Wow. <laughs> like, like when does he have to stop doing the shtick? All right, so I, here's two possibilities: either he becomes like a, a transgender activist, 
or he becomes like a, a right wing a right wing pundit. Like those are the kind of like the only two directions he can. He go. can only go to one extreme or the other yeah. on the political spectrum because he can't really do like I, I think his idea is that he's going to become like Billy Bush or Brian Seacrest. But those guys are like much better at being mannequins than Lights Cameron Jackson. Like Jack, Lights Cameron Jackson, I mean, to his eternal uh, chagrin, looks like a human being. Like he actually looks like what an eighteen-year-old dorky kid looks like. Uh, so I, I don't think he has the potential to become uh, Ryan Seacrest. So he's going to have to do one or the other. Lights Cameron Jackson looks like. Uh, what a cartoon boy they drew in a cartoon about pedophiles looks like. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. He's like a neutered Tintin. Yeah, he is. Like, like I was thinking he, because he thinks I'm sure that he's going to be a uh, movie reviewer for like, his life oh but that's like at, oh, at the very best he becomes a movie critic that's <laughs> so, so sad, sad. Know, you don't want this life son <laughs> i should have sat him down many years ago have you ever met him no no i definitely haven't <laughs> do you what, what who do you do you, what do you think like what kind of emotion is going to come over you when when you see him at a junket someday i don't know we were talking to me and justin were talking about this the other day he's like if you saw him at a junket like would you could you like try and have sex with them just to see, just to like kind of say you did? And I was like, I don't know. That, yeah, I think I could. I think I could do that. It's, I've never had sex with like, a man, but I think I, I think I could go with Lights Cameron Jackson. It's like, how much salsa can you eat with no chips? You know, probably a lot. Probably just a just a fuckload of it. Just like a bucket and a half. Yeah, like a Home Depot bucket full mm-hmm. of salsa. Mm-hmm. Don't you think what it's like, if you're his parents, because I think it's different oh. than even being a child actor. Because if you're a child actor, like, there are, like, laws and things that are in place so that you can only fuck, you can fuck up your kid, but you you can't, like, like, Lights Camera Jackson, I think he, like, he skirts the law. I think, like <laughs> He's a child pundit. There's a lot of loopholes for punditry. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. He, he's playing, a, like, his parents allowed him to play a character for his whole life. It's like... It, that feels like child abuse. Oh, I said it early on. Like I didn't hold anything against Lights Camera Jackson. It was the fact because every eleven-year-old like thinks they should, you know, be on TV or, or have a platform. It's up to adults to say. You have that's, no idea what TV is like. <laughs> yeah, it's it is adult, awful out there. It's, it's up to adults to say, "Oh, that's nice, honey," but yeah, just keep yeah. keep working on that in your room yeah. and then maybe, maybe don't post it yeah maybe like don't put it out there but his parents were immediately like oh it's like it's like taking your your baby pictures and then sending them out to like a casting agent like uh. that's not something that you should do so I, i've always said it i blame the parents and i blame roger ebert not to you know speak ill of the dead but fucking roger ebert like put him on RogerEbert.com, and like a lot of people allowed lights camera jackson to become what he is and i and those are the people that i blame it's like a little baby alligator to bring home and it's super cute it's like you don't stop feeding him chickens yeah. he's gonna eat your dog yeah it's not a it's, the bathtub is no place for an alligator no. a bathtub's a horrible life for an alligator yeah let him let him live in nature i it's yeah, it's, I, it's obviously it's obviously not the same, but it is adjacent to like a minstrel show. <laughs> no, it is. It is because that's what my my problem with child actors has always been, is that 
They all have like too much hair. They have like that cute mop head. So it's kind of like an adult's, an adult's like idealized version of a little kid. So it, it's like taking a little kid and then like infantilizing them further. And it's it's always really uncomfortable for me. Like the little like the, the child actor always has always has like this too much hair, and he's got like a speech impediment and every every like thing that will fuck you up as a person that adults think is cute in a child. Yeah. But but even like a child at like even a child actor they're going in to like play a role and they either get the role because they're good enough to play it because they're so cute or whatever but but I feel like people were rewarding Lights Camera Jackson just because there had never been a nine year old movie critic it's like the same thing as like hey there's this is a nine year old who's you know jet skiing it's like, <laughs> yeah. no he's a water skiing squirrel of a human being <laughs> yeah we got the first seven-year-old high tension high voltage line repair man it's adorable it's adorable as fuck get him up get up there you little rascal get up there no no <laughs> it's so cute when he works with the dangerous reptiles when uh when we were casting for surviving jack we had to cast a bunch of kids and we were seeing all these kids who were part of the like They'd all gone through the Disney machine, mm-hmm. and they would all come in. They'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Oh, <laughs> and and you'd be like, "Hey, so you're just gonna read a couple scenes?" He's like, "No problem. I just got off summer break. I'm so happy not to be in school. Oh my god!" <laughs> and, and so, yeah, and so Pat and I made up this thing. Like we felt every kid was like the host of a prank show where. <laughs> A prank show called That Hot Dog You're Eating's Made of Doo-Doo. <laughs> Where it's like somebody's eating a hot dog and then the kid runs up and he's like, Hey, you enjoying that hot dog? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, it's made of doo <laughs> They're all like the kid who plays oh. Peter Pan in the Geico commercials. Oh. Where they got like the stupid swoopy hair and like some, some, uh, some really involved vest that they're wearing. Yeah, it's a, but even those kids like they have a purpose and they get something because that like my my worry about Lights Camera Jackson I think about him way too much. My, <laughs> my worry about Lights Camera Jackson is he he actually doesn't have it'd be like if that squirrel that water skied then somebody was like hey we're in a professional water skiing contest let's go get that squirrel <laughs> yeah yeah and like he doesn't have any real world skills and he's also not good at the thing that he does like the squirrel. No, 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 no. The squirrel's gonna be okay. You're saying the squirrel can't actually water ski? It's like it doesn't. That, I feel like Lights Camera Jackson's gonna gonna either realize. I think he's gonna kill himself. <laughs> and I'm not even really joking. Like I'm yeah. not even no, that, I know. I'm not even saying that to be funny. Is I think he's gonna have that moment. Like all of us, all of us work in fields that are like creative and. You, there's a moment all the time you have where you're like, oh, am I a fraud? Am I fucking not mm. good at this? Like, but imagine if and the answer is yes, like at least half uh, the time. Yeah, yeah. Almost and imagine if you look back at your past and you're like, am I a fraud? And then you turn on the video of you on the Today Show where they're like, what did you think of Inception? Lights? And you're like, well, I thought it was so complicated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was then, a dream inside another. And you know, there were some scenes that I think were not appropriate for eleven-year-olds. <laughs> And then you grab a gun and you shoot yourself. Yeah. I, I can't even listen to the record of me having dumb opinions the week after I put it on the internet. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would be like to have to like reverse time to my awkward adolescence and have yeah. all of that and my stupid opinions then recorded. To compare yourself to your own awkward adolescence. Yeah. I just, I, just, uh, I just worry about that kid, man. Yeah, me too. 
keeps me up at night, man. I, re- I really just want you to be at a junket with him. If, can you promise me this? If you get to a junket with Lights, Camera, Jackson, will you interview him and ask him some real questions? Uh, like what would be a real question to Are ask Are you going to kill yourself? <laughs> 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 all right i'm out of here i have to go do a show in a dildo store all right oh, bye nice. joey oh, man i wanted to talk to you about your dildo store show but maybe next week next week i'll yeah. have more information okay <laughs> um and a sore butthole yeah. <laughs> did i just bump a dildo story no no that's i'm not worth bumping a dildo story for don't you know, worry it's we're... not it's it's a form formative dildo story it hasn't yeah. happened yet oh um yeah. yeah poor poor lights um I don't know. I, I don't know what, how to feel bad for him because it's hard to hold people's like decisions when they're eleven against them in the future. But I can't, I mean, I guess you just paint yourself into that corner and you got to climb up to the ceiling at some point. Yeah, and hang yourself when you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in the when you're up in the rafters. Um, so I don't know how to get out of this, but I I do remember you having a story about someone who worked with Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know if you're at liberty to to talk about it. Oh yeah, I'll just not mention where they worked with him for, from. Well, fuck. Uh, I'll just okay. I can't really tell the story. All right, I won't say what they did on the movie, but they they were they worked on the the uh, they worked on an animated thing that Larry the Cable Guy was in. It was an animated thing for kids. We won't say his name. He's he's Lawrence. He, he's he's Lawrence the Line Dude. We won't. So just use your imagination. Who we're talking about? Um, and, uh, and so anyway, they're like, he's like doing a voice for this, like, you know, cartoon that's for kids. And it's like a lot of like, uh, you know, like, Oh, we need to get out of this tight spot. And, you know, like just <laughs> lines like that. Yeah. And, uh, and so he'd be like, we need to get out of this tight spot, Jerry. And then they cut <laughs> and then he'd turn to the guy he was working with and he'd be like, you know, Obama's a Muslim, right? <laughs> and then he would just, he would keep transferring back, like back and forth between, <laughs> Between uh, between that and uh, and doing his lines for kids kids stuff and so and the one thing I forgot to tell you is they had him all recorded so they had him saying you know Obama's a Muslim <laughs> like that and so yeah. as as jokes they would just put it in the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I always um, so like Larry the Cable Guy like I've seen old clips of his his standup before. Like Larry the Cable Guy just used to be like a character that he played because his name's oh. his name's Dan Whitney. Like he was just a regular stand-up. There were there were other characters, and this one won out and ate the rest. Yeah, and then basically. and then ate him. And he's this like, is he, like my perfect nightmare. Is that I, I have to be I have to be podcast Brett for the rest of my <laughs> life. And I always wonder how that works because you see that kind of happen to other people, and I always I always wonder. Like if if there's still Dan Whitney inside of Larry the Cable Guy, or if Larry the Cable Guy just sort of ate that persona, because like I remember reading Tucker Max stories, you know, like in 2002 or whatever, and it was like, all right, well this is kind of funny if you're a 23 year old dude, and then and then I got an invite to like his movie premiere, and I and he like spoke before it, and it was basically like Tucker Max had become. Like everything that all his everything that his like dumbest fans thought about him, like he he like had it, it seemed yeah. like he had become that persona because close, close the feedback loop because that's what he had to be to yeah. to like continue to no longer to in his prosper. control yeah and uh, and I, w- I always wonder if that happened to Larry the Cable Guy or if that and, and if that just like happens if that's the only way 
that it can be. Is Justin, you might know this. Do you know anyone who's had like multiple public personas and managed to keep them alive? Oh, geez. No, it's usually like they'll have one public one and then they'll be their own private, you know. Right, yeah. Something I, they can keep a, keep to themselves. But I've never seen... I can't think of anybody who can manage... I mean, PFT commenter seems amazingly well-adjusted for for having to be that persona. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he, he's, he's figured out how to, like, be himself and PFT commenter, like, at the same time mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, most of the time is, like... You know, you'll just see somebody who, like, you know... I guess Colbert, right? Kind of? Yeah. I, I Well, here's the thing about Colbert. I haven't watched uh, his show. Have you? Have you? No, I don't. Like, I I, I want to have opinions on late night shows, but, like, I've never... I haven't watched one since, like, The Daily Show. They're not even really count. It's the attached to, like, a hotel loneliness for me. Yeah. Where you're traveling on a business trip, and it's, like, the thing on when you're going to bed because you have to get up early and go do some contract work. So, mm-hmm. I, I like, I have a weird... I don't like to watch night, so, night TV. So, like, I I, I want to put out a hot take, and I'll be like, oh, man, the, the, the late night format is obsolete. But then I actually haven't watched any of them, so I don't really know. Maybe it's not. Well, I just think anytime we see anything, it's because it's been passed around, like, the viral clip of it has. Right. It feels, like, pretty deflating. I would bet it I bet it changes. I don't have any friends that write for late-night shows, but it, I bet it changes the way that you write those shows because you're, like, trying to write the thing, like, what's going to go viral? Right, because, like, like, Twitter has already taken all of your takes on news by the time the monologue happens. Like, it's already old. Yeah. By you, then. you can basically put the screen full of tweets up and read yeah. them in funny voices, <laughs> right. which I think they do. I think that's a segment of all their stuff, right? Yeah. They just read tweets that people... I, yeah. I guess. I mean, I like that. I like, <laughs> I like that about Twitter. I like that it's completely undercut an entire section. And I feel bad because people think that you're like talking shit on, on Conan or, or, you know, uh, James Corden, like everybody that does it, like that's the major leagues of comedy and they're all really good at what they do. Like all those people are super talented, but it's like, we're making, we're taking like our, our most talented painter and like making him paint like a steam engine or like a horse. Yeah. I don't think people do that. The but. horse horse doesn't even want the paint. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't need to paint that horse. Just let him, <laughs> let him run. Let him run in the field. It's also funny. Cause like we, we did a pilot, we shot a pilot uh, last year and, and there was a scene at the start of it that Conan was in just like as himself, like the character was on, on Conan's show, you mm-hmm. know? So we like shoot the first two minutes of the pilot just like as if they were on Conan and so we're standing next to you like they, they kind of just like rush you in and you go on Conan's set and you shoot it and uh I was like you know I'm a huge I, I grew up watching Conan huge Conan fan had, yeah. had never met him and uh and I just walk up I, I didn't like introduce myself I was just like walk up because we're we have to tell him like hey Conan you're gonna say these two lines and then be done or whatever mm-hmm and uh, he's talking to somebody else, and he was telling this. He was talking about how he's going to this, like, just talking to a friend about how he's going to go to this, like, Easter um, brunch or something that uh, with his kids. And he's like, uh, and his buddy's like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of, like, rich white guys, huh? And he's like, and Conan just goes, yeah, we all put $1,000 on the ground, and whoever jacks off on it last has to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was really funny. And I'm like, fuck, as funny as like we see Con- as you might think Conan is on TV, like I'd love to see that Conan. Like Exactly. Like that's the whole thing with Conan is like I know he's fucking I know he's way 
darker than we than we've ever gotten a feel for and i want to see that conan but it's like he's still filtering his persona through like 1998 and i'm like i want to know what i want to know what 2016 conan is like like give me the real shit like what does his what does his hair look like in person uh he well he was all like made up to be host conan so it looked like basically it looked like it did on the uh on the uh on tv but he works out in the warner brothers gym because that's where his thing is and which uh i'll sometimes go there in the morning before work too so i see him a lot in there i never ever talk to him but i see him a lot in there and and his uh his hair kind of always looks the same it's it's (laughs) pretty yeah yeah it always has that like big uh Bombador, it's it's funny. He he and Andy work out together a lot of times. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, he's like a six foot seven redhead, and he's got like f- five inches of like Pompey do. Yeah, he's a, he's a really a really big dude. I mean, that's I, kind of the same thing as as Larry the Cable Guy. Like, he kind of has to play the character of Conan. Yeah, except I think that there's like Larry the Cable Guy. I, I think like. There's no like that's just I think he I think he was like one of you guys said like I think Larry the Cable Guy ate all the other personalities <laughs> and that's he's just Larry the Cable Guy now whereas I think like Conan is playing a version of him of who he always was yeah you know I got in a weird back and forth with Larry the Cable Guy on Twitter and uh, and it was fun like I like if I if I read it as him having fun like I was like oh this is like he's a funny dude like no one i mean he's obviously done well for for a reason and then and then i hear hear about him saying like oh obama's a muslim and i wonder like how deep it goes does it go all the way like maybe maybe i'm laughing at him and not with like sometimes i think i'm laughing with him but maybe i'm laughing at him (laughs) i'd like to think that uh i don't know it doesn't feel but like isn't Larry the Cable Guy? I don't. I can't like. And maybe I'm sure he is like a funny dude, but like, I always think like that's such an easy like. It's not hard to be to pander to that group of people. <laughs> right. That's right. the easiest group of people to pander to. Like, like it didn't take Ann Coulter. Like she did not have to be smart to like get no. those people to follow her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, before you came on, we were talking about how the easiest job in the world is is a right wing pundit. Yeah. You just like. The only the only thing that's hard about it is you have to like go farther than the last guy. But the job's gotten easier because now you can just be like, I hate black people, and everybody's like, I know. <laughs> Finally, someone's saying it. Fucking all yeah. these f- fucking feminazis out there trying to squelch us. Did you talk about that? Uh, that Milo, what's his face? A, a little bit. Yeah, like that guy. Same thing. You just like, you know, you just have to say things that are gonna make that there's not even that like what you were saying about like why Larry the cable guy and guys like that like pander to their bases because i think like the dumbest fans are the loudest ones that give the most feedback so like you're you're like well these people are the loudest mm-hmm. so let's answer them yeah, and then, you, get, you gotta be really careful about closing the feedback loop like that's one thing about the internet is that you can get that quick endorphin rush from seeing what people think about you but like man if you start catering to that like you get into a weird self-building situation well well that yeah you want to you want to be like really selective about your fans at that point where it's like you are maintaining it like a garden you need only the people that like are slightly either people you respect 
that have somehow fallen into your area mm-hmm. or like people that you think could be pushed into well, yeah like the ghostbusters debate it it attracted like the loudest dipshits and then the other side thought like oh we need to shout those people down and then like i feel like the majority of the population is feeling alienated because they're kind of like i don't it's i don't care it's it's a it's like a b minus movie what (laughs) but but then you're mad about them chasing some lady off of twitter and and it's a whole and it becomes a whole thing you don't want yeah you if you're if you're gonna let your, your fans shape you, you want to pick the fans. Like if you're going to become the thing, you should let to your make fans sure. Shape you. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there, I mean it's hard not to. It's, yeah, you, you know. There's this uh, there's this interview with this guy Jim Downey in, in one of those books about comedy. Jim Downey was like the head writer for SNL for like so many years, like mm-hmm. back to like even like I think like he was like the Dana Carvey, like the, all the way through there through like Will Ferrell and everything and. Uh, he has this in his interview. He talks about this how like when he was writing Weekend Weekend Update, he never wanted to write something that he called the clapter, which is like you say something that you know the audience you're talking to agrees with, and so they like clap. But clapping is different than like laughing. Yep. You know, and so like he said, it's so addictive because clapping is like a positive reinforcement that we're all conditioned to like really love. And it's hard, and it's much harder to write a joke that everyone laughs at. And you're like, well, if I can just go get Clapter, then I'll do that. And he was talking about how, like, you can basically, like, if you get to a certain point of famous, you can just live off Clapter and not realize you've you've produced nothing of merit your entire career. Yep. And yeah, every, I do that shit. Like when you say a joke in front of a crowd, and, and then they, and then it's like an applause break. You're like, well, shit, I got to keep doing that joke. I know, or like, you know, like both of us have probably a large number of like liberal followers and like you can make kind of like a half-assed joke about Trump that you know is going to get like a lot of retweets and people being like, yeah, fuck that guy. But it's like, it's probably not that good of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, most of my jokes aren't that good. I live with with that. Um, The last thing I want to say before I have to go is that uh, I was telling you that now like once a week someone will bring up to me unprompted on my Twitter feed or wherever the the nice real fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. I have that story queued up. So as soon as you go, I'm going to play it for the listeners who didn't hear it the first time around. That story. And I was hoping, you know how like uh, uh, there'll be like – celebrities who like, like that thing you post about Matt Damon where people see Matt Damon they're like meh <laughs> yeah um, my dream is to be walking down the street and for someone to just come up to me and go nice real fucking nice <laughs> yeah was her name Charlene or did we pull no, that we out just of made the air that, we okay. just made that up right okay no her name's Kathy oh, okay. okay yeah alright man so alright man thanks for having me on no yeah it's, it's, it's always a pleasure have a have a good pod guys alright Bye. Bye. Um, so that story, I have it queued up. I was going to play it at the beginning, but then I realized like Justin wouldn't be able to hear it. Yeah. As long as it's just like got us laughing behind it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have, can I tell a quick funny story about Papa Roach? Oh, please, please. So, I, so yeah. 
when I was, it was same, it was like year 2000 and uh, I was, I was like dating this girl, but, uh, and I thought we were exclusive. <laughs> oh, no. I, I spent the night at her house <laughs> and then at like oh, six no. in the morning, she, I heard like a car pull up outside her apartment oh. and she was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. You got to go, go get on the couch, get on the couch. That's my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, oh my God, what? <laughs> and. So we've been dating like a month. And so I get on the couch and I'm thinking some guy's going to come in here and just kick the shit out of me. And uh, so, Broken hell! <laughs> so the door opens. Uh, uh, so I'm pretending I'm asleep on the couch because I'm like, nobody beats the shit out of an asleep guy. So yeah. wait, is this, is this just a house? Classic defense like, move. Does, does she have roommates? It's like a duplex. So it's like, it's, I don't know why I felt like I needed to set the scene. I was like, we got to know. I got to know the visual of this. I didn't really need to know the visual, but so it's like, there's, there's two little apartments. So you went with the possum approach. Wait, I like she, it. Did she live alone? Yeah, she lived alone. Okay, all right. So, so definitely strange guy on the couch. Okay. Yeah. So uh, all of a sudden, she opens the door, and I hear him go. I hear him pause, and I, and I can tell he's looking at me, and I hear him go, "Nice." Real fucking nice. <laughs> 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 crying. So then, real nice, back, real fucking nice. I, I go back to, after they start arguing, and I just go back to sleep for real because it's like six in the morning. Oh, you actually and, fell asleep on the couch? Like, he gets back in, he, he like storms out, and he's like, I never want to fucking see you again, and slams the door. And I hear him get into his car, and he instantly turns on his ignition and goes, Cut my life! This is my last resort! And he just fucking had that Papa Roach song. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think he fumbled around in his CD collection to find it, or has he just always got it queued up because he's just so so acclimated to being cucked on? Like it's like it's his breakup song. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You think Papa Roach is good cuck music? Oh, for sure, for sure. (laughs) There should be a CD music to cuck to. Yeah, yeah, cuck cuck music. (laughs) Um, We got some emails. Uh, We gotta leave you guys soon, but you know we gotta get to your emails. Your advice is always bad, but tell me more about your dad. Oh God, I am afraid to die. The emails. We talked about shitty names earlier, but I don't want to break the flow. Um, but uh, uh, Tyler. Um, sent us an email. Uh, Today at work, I sorted a stack of form letters. I worked for about 45 minutes and sorted maybe 50 letters. Here are the names of some of the children listed as beneficiaries. Uh, First one is Chloe, but it's K-H-L-O-I. Okay. Uh, Katelyn, which also with a K. Katelyn, L-Y-N. It might be Caitlin, but it's just, it's K-A-D-A-L-Y-N. Uh, Corin, K-O-R-R-Y-N. Natalie, which is just regular Natalie, but with a Y on the end. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn, which also has a Y in it. <laughs> Kaylin, which is K-A-E-L-Y-N. Kinley, which is K-Y-N-L-E-E. Zayden. Do you, do you think sometimes you, you start making it weird, you end up in a completely different word? Like, yes. Are there a bunch yeah, of kids named know. Kindling? And... <laughs> Kindling. <laughs> Where you just end up with like a common Jostle. Noun. Yeah, Jostle. Mm. Uh, Maxlin. Also a Y. Camden with, all, with a K. 
This one's my favorite. It's uh, it's it's either ankle or ankle. It's A N C L E. Do you think the name is just ankle? Ankle. Ankle. Okay. Like it's real Frenchified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Joanna K, which is just one word. Uh, this next one, it's Dylan, but with a B. So I don't know if it's Bylon or or Billin. <laughs> <laughs> Either, either way, pretty uh, good. You, yeah, you can send me mail at my bill and address. <laughs> uh, Brayden, B-R-A-Y-D-E-N. I feel like Brayden's the easiest to butcher. It is. I feel but, like of all the names, like a Caden too, because it's got the K. Do you think or, there's restraint, restraint involved when you do Brayden and it's only got one Y in it? You just spell it right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Brayden with you one get some kind of you should get like a mail-in award for spelling a name traditionally oh, it's it's, it's Brayden but with one Y yeah um Kaysen C-A-Y-S-E-N isn't that the rabbit glue could be okay uh Evelyn but it's Eva and then Lynn L-Y-N-N mm-hmm. Felicity but with an A Felicity like fallacity like maybe this is falsity yeah and and then Shelby which is just a picture S-H- of an egg. S H E L B E, not Y. Yeah, I want the. I forget what they're called, but the little pictures, the pictograms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want people to start naming their kids emojis. That's the next thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, poop emoji. Yeah. Get over here. Uh, I just want to bring this hell to its completion. Just, <laughs> I want to finish. I want to finish this devil off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a voicemail. Ooh. Hey, I. Recently discussed a movie-related question, which I know you guys hate. Yep. And hate them a lot. It's also going to be a voicemail, which I know you guys don't play. <laughs> but it's a great question. The question was asked: What was a movie that you saw way too young? The discussion at work. And I started off. Mine was Deliverance. I saw it at the age of like. I want to say nine or ten. My dad showed it to me and my brother. And it was one of those moments where even as a nine-year-old, I had clarity to say, like, I'm not old enough to be watching this movie. Like, anal rapes. Um, I got a couple answers. And my parent, and I was an only child, so I didn't have the thing where you, like, watch kids' movies. Like, I basically watched whatever my parents watched. So I was watching r-rated movies like a very young age um and then the only two that stand out in my mind the first is the fly with uh jeff goldblum oh, flies the cronenberg fucked up as, that yeah. is a fucked up movie yeah. so like the scene where he like I, I can still remember like the sweat glistening glistening on his head during that arm wrestling scene uh, and then he snaps the guy's arm barfs on it and melts it and starts oh yeah. so that one's fucked up like the fly definitely gave me nightmares and then the other one that i remember watching i, don't, I think i only remember this because my mom turned it off was we were watching full metal jacket and then <laughs> she turned it off when uh private pile blew yeah. the back of his skull onto yeah. the bathroom wall which is like one of my favorite probably in my top 10 favorite movies now because yeah. i just i love that movie it's i think it's one of like the most um just the whole the whole drill sergeant mm-hmm. everything with arlie ermie is like some of the best stuff but those are my two yeah uh my parents are really strict about movies so i i didn't watch radar movies till way later um but yeah i, I remember in kindergarten my I, my friend was talking about watching the predator. Uh-huh. I very clearly remember. Yeah. And he's just like, no, he's got a laser cannon and it shoots your arms off. I'm like, hmm, I don't like now looking back at like, kindergarten's probably too young to be watching the predator. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I uh, I was hanging out with my other friend who's like five, six years younger than me. And so he was probably like eight when Jurassic Park came out. Mm-hmm. And he went and saw The Lost World. And he was talking about it. I was like, how'd you like it? He's like, oh, I felt like really nostalgic. I felt like it hit a lot of the same stuff that like made me enjoy the first one. And I didn't puke, which is uh, cool. And I was like, you didn't what? You didn't what? You kind of slipped that one in there. And he goes, yeah, the first one, I got uh, so scared that I puked. <laughs> and then I was too scared to let anyone know. So I just had to watch the rest of the dinosaurs chasing each other covered in puke. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's... It's really enjoyable whenever you make a kid like upset enough to either like vomit or faint. Like our friend used to torture his sister mm-hmm. and she would get so upset that she would faint. And mm-hmm. I thought that was like the funniest. Uh, I was probably the right age to see this, but uh, Never Ending Story really fucked me up. Really? Just because it's so weird and Euro, mm-hmm. and like it's it's it got is. some fucked up parts to it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I was I was like staying over at someone's house too. It was just like all a weird scene. That one left a real strong impression. Yeah, the difference between like fantasy and reality is a little hard to deal with. But it was like a weirdly made movie too. Yeah, like the effects were. Yeah. It was. It seemed very French, and, and I don't that, know why. It had like a. Well, I think it's Scandinavian. It's got like a hint of insanity to mm-hmm. it. Um, we got a lot of congratulations uh, for our 300, 300th episode. Oh, shit. I forgot our anniversary. Yeah. Hey, I, I was going to drink one of my old Four Locos that I saved for this episode, but maybe I'll save it for 400. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Been listening for almost two years and can't believe the Frostcast has become my most anticipated weekly podcast. That's not a slight against you, just a testament to the quality and longevity. I found you guys thanks to the one and only Laramie Legal after piggybacking from his B&L days with Brad Brevett, and I've been frotting ever since. I've gone back to listen to old episodes more times than I care to admit. Constantly recommend you guys to friends. Uh, Daniel Plainview's Peachtree Dance was a huge hit and definitely helped me convince people. And even watch Whoop Dreams to see what the hell you goofy bastards look like. So my question is this. How did you all meet and where did this all get started? Thanks and here's to another 300 frots. Jersh. That was very nice. Um, uh, so me and Brett uh, are friends from college. We, I just, we, I was like, this guy's weird. We should, we should hang out. He seems just nihilistic enough for us to get along. Mm-hmm. Just, just a taste. Yeah. Same with Ben mm-hmm. and Brendan. We knew through our other friend, Justin, he went to San Diego state. So mm-hmm. we went and visited him sometimes. And then Matt Lieb, I met in line at a open mic mm-hmm. and, uh, I became, we became friends because, um, in the comedy community, there's like a a specific subsection that's like tolerable. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's really, it's you very s- thin slice of pie. Yeah. Yes. Thin, thin slice of pie. And you separate people into tolerable and not tolerable mm-hmm. really early on. And right. uh, Matt Lieb was like on the tolerable uh, pile. And then I brought him on the broadcast and I realized how much better he is at Sig- podcasting. Significantly than better than the rest of us. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to just hitch my, I'm going to hitch my wagon to this guy's yeah, star and see what happens. Let's milk this horse. Yeah. And so, and, and good thing that Matt is just a great whore mm-hmm. that lets, lets us do that with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, and then someone else sent us some broadcast appearance totals, mm. which like is an amazing thing to, to compile points. Uh, to honor the 300th fraught, I have recently been, this is from Sam, I have recently been spending some time compiling the appearance totals of the original fraught four and notable guests. Uh, I hope you guys find this entertaining slash interesting. I consider this a weird tribute to you guys for all the entertainment and content you've provided me over the, of, over the years. 
Vince, 298 appearances. Notes, Vince has only missed one broadcast, which was 191 while he was in Europe. Ben he and is, I did that one. He has also Skyped in six times. Drunk. Ben, 188 appearances. Notes, the motorcycling Jew has Skyped in 11 times. Since Ben left for Asia, broadcast 198, he has made 12 appearances with only four coming in frock quarters. Longest streak, 37 straight, 78 through 114. The most made by anyone besides Vince. He did live here. He did. He did. Brendan, 210 appearances. Notes. The future NFL Hall of Famer has Skyped in only once when he had loose knee ligaments, <laughs> which means at 209, he has the most in front quarters appearances besides Vince. Longest streak, 30 straight, 1 through 30. Brett, 239 appearances. Notes. The Dark Lord of Podcasting made 51 appearances over Skype while residing as a hipster in New York and has even Skyped in once from his haunted Oakland townhouse. He was also the first, besides Vince, of course, to hit 200 appearances. Longest streak, 29 straight, 166 through 194, except for one episode while back in San Francisco. All these appearances were made in New York City. Which I should get extra credit for because Skype's makes it very difficult to do comedy because you got that delay and no one laughs until a couple of seconds after yeah. you let it hit. Especially when we're not very good at it in, yeah, to in begin person, with. Yeah. yeah. Matt Lieb, 101 appearances. Notes, Pigeon first appeared on Frogcast 90 and finally settled in as an irregular regular after episode 152. Since episode 152, he has logged 99 appearances. He has made two appearances via Skype. Longest streak, 23 straight from 231 to 253. Uh, top guests, which are people with 10 or more appearances. Laramie Legal, 66 appearances. First appearance, Frogcast 12. Ashley Burnsy Burns, 34 appearances. First appearance, Frogcast 30. Matt Ufford, 22 appearances. First appearance, Frogcast 26. Lindy West, 20 appearances. First appearance, Frogcast 15. Joe King Sinclitico, 17 appearances. First appearance, Frogcast 3. First ever guest. Ah, I didn't, didn't remember that Joe was our first guest. Yeah. Those are, I feel like 1 through 10 are probably like incredibly terrible. Probably unlistenable. Yeah. I and think probably anything before 100 is like pretty hard to listen yeah to. we were making bat sounds for a while just <laughs> screeching trying to locate insects yeah bumping into things justin halpern 15 appearances first appearance broadcast nine 16 now bitch damn jane harrison 12 appearances first appearance broadcast 224 good night and good chin sam mike tim uh those numbers make me happy those numbers make me sad mm-hmm. a little of both mm-hmm. bittersweet so um, I'm sorry we didn't do anything like super special for Frogcast 300. You know what we need to do is we need to do an intro episode. Yeah. And I, I think it should be some kind of like commentary thing where we just listen to ourselves talk and then try and explain what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that? It seems real hard. Yeah. I mean, it's been what, like five years of... Uh, yeah. It's going to be hard. Anyway. We don't make it easy on our listeners either. I feel bad for the people in the trenches trying to get their friends to listen. You guys, whatever you're doing to get your friends to listen, we appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Um, I hope I hope this is enjoyable to you. It's I hope enjoyable we don't, to us. I hope you don't, we don't cost you any friends. Yeah. I hope you don't convince someone and they're like, hey, we can't be friends anymore <laughs> because of the podcast. I will say I would be sad if someone hadn't lost a friend. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the people who lose the friends, but I'm glad we're making it happen. Yeah. Well, you guys, it's been real. Frogcast 300 in the can uh broadcast at gmail.com i realized the other day we've been telling you guys to leave voicemails at 415-275-0030 the other option is you could just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us 
at frockcast at gmail.com. If you want to do it that way, because I'm, I'm like a little weird about Snapchat because I'm like, I don't, I want to have control over what's going out into the ether. What? Uh, I just Snapchat. Like to, I like to have uh, editing. What does Snapchat have to do with anything? Because uh, it's like weird because you got to do it kind of live-ish. Oh. Anyway. Okay. So if you want to do that instead of sending a voicemail, that's a possibility. Anyway, uh, from our podcast to yours, episode 300, we apologize. 